brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. This on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. It's just been uh, playing a lot of NCAA football 14 the past day or so. Um, trying to take extremely small teams, such as like community college level, and play on Heisman mode and beat teams on the road. And that's not very going. That's not going very well. I'm, I'm trying to acclimate myself to the learning curve of Heisman. I, I feel like I'm doing all right. Uh, um, you know, so like usually I play on just like pro, like whenever, because I'm like, man, I, who I'm trying to impress. But like, if I figure that I, if I'm going to do this serious, like YouTube series, I feel like people will clown you if you don't play on Heisman. I'm like, why it needs to be this difficult? I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I've been, uh, figuring out the, the differences between the modes and when you need to release passes and shit like that. So, uh, I'm getting acclimated. I, I, I did try to do my tiny uh, Springfield, Massachusetts Community College, American International uh, College, which is I didn't even know had a football team in real life. Uh, I don't know if they do or not, but someone created it in Team Builder. So I took them on the road in, into Austin, Texas, and I tried to beat the Texas Longhorns. It did not go well for me. Hmm. Hmm. Was it just because like y'all didn't have the depth, or was it just that like what? what oh, how every- far along are you in this in this thing? Oh, so I was just playing exhibition, just just oh, feeling okay. out AIC to see you know what I what the limitations are, what I can do before I actually start dynasty mode and in the YouTube series and all that. So um, I, I believe they're outman skill wise. They're <laughs> like they're at a at a coaching deficiency, you know, a, a user deficiency at, at the moment. And, um, you know, it's just going to be a grind all the way from the bottom if I choose to take this uh, journey. So, uh, 
It's yeah, gonna be it's crazy like, when you get added to like a power five conference in like five years. So it's, gonna be, it's yeah. gonna be amazing how that works. Like where, yeah. where's the money to to actually do this? There's none, it's just a video game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny you like the dynasty mode stuff because like we think that kind of stuff could happen and like yes, that is more likely to happen as far as like the dynasty mode stuff and then a a new like you know, uh, what would you call it? A nouveau reach program, like reaches the, the pinnacle mm-hmm. of, of the of you know college or whatever. No, nah, that's not really a thing. That doesn't really happen. Like <laughs> from what I'm gathering on the the YouTube series is that I've checked out, it's usually like somewhere between the fifth and like seventh year. Like you break through with like the amount of recruits, okay, and um, you know, winning and being able to beat people and actually yeah. get to a conference. Yeah, I, yeah, but I just meant as far as like. That could happen. Oh, like but in that, real life, that happened in the ninety. Right, like that happened in the nineties and the in like eighties and the nineties and seventies. But like now, mm-mm. like the idea of Clemson becoming this good is like a shock. And like Clemson had won a national championship in the eighties, and we're still like, I can't believe they're this good. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting to think about uh, as far as like the, the video game things. Like, yeah, there's some real fantasy. Like that ain't never happened. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, I guess we start off with the best wrestling show that happened this weekend, uh, Stardom. Uh, Rich, you want to do the honors? James, hit the music. Yeah, um, Stardom, Tokyo Dream Cinderella. If I would, I I would say great. I would say great. Is it's it's on the borderline between very good or a kick-ass show and great. The main event. If you just watch the main event, you'd be like, "This is an incredible show." Uh, in the, or actually the first, the last two matches. But um, in general, like card through and through all of them were above average matches um i would say all but maybe the first match wasn't very good um i guess we just start off from the top and we can move around from there the main event that we've been that we've been waiting for for a while the red belt match between utami and shuri man what a fucking match rich what are your thoughts man um so before i get into that i'll i'll start with uh big U. so Utami, this is her third year in wrestling, um, from what I'm gathering, correct? Um, she debuted August 2019. Okay, so it's it's more along the lines. Her third anniversary is in August. Her third anniversary is in August. Okay, so Utami Hayashista <laughs> should be the blueprint for what any promoter that tries to pick someone early hopes to get out of them um she's phenomenal um cherry of course like my favorite wrestler in stardom at this point and um she was incredible in this and like i saw this and i'm like well i didn't think the red belt might ever be in her cards but i saw this match and i'm like hmm maybe one day she can win the red belt this was um Go continue your point. I'll, I'll I'll go back to when uh, to what you just said. But continue your point. Sorry. 
I think um, obviously this this is a phenomenal match. I think it's going to pick up a lot of uh, a lot of buzz and introduce a lot more people to stardom, even more than you know some of the stuff that happened earlier this year. Um, I I was crushed by the by the draws. <laughs> I thought they had a. I thought they had a match of the year on the table and walked away from it. Yep. Um, if it if it was one draw, and I would say like if they did what was in the quote unquote second fall, all in one, without you know, uh, to a time limit draw, I think you can still argue like, hey, that's a match of the year five stars but then like the second restart just i think zaps you so much and it's like oh man like like your your first one because you know draws can work and but that second one is like where it feels like you're getting kicked in the dick and then you see nasco tora and you're watching the japanese commentary and you don't know what the fuck's happening because like the last time they stopped and then they started wrestling again and then it's like why is nasco here is she about to like cash in money in the bank or some shit like i was like huh like and i and i was like completely like had that bizarre confused feeling after the match but like um I really liked it. Um, I thought people were bugging at first. I thought, you know, this was just people um, like through the first fall. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, it didn't seem like, you know, like this match of the year type thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I know people get a little overzealous sometimes. Yeah, especially um, in the Joshi Corners. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just kind of sat there and kept watching for whatever reason. I was literally about to get up. And, and turn it off and, and go to the other match or whatever. And then they like, you know, the bell rang and then they started going at it again. And I was like, hell yeah. And then like, I'm starting fist pumping and, and, and I was standing in front of the TV. I watched this. I plugged this up in the living room. So I was, uh, you know, in front of the TV on, on my feet watching it. And then I- Rich, you broke up. Can you say it again. You said you were, you're standing on your feet. And then what happened? Yeah, and then they kind of settled back into the wrestling. So I go sit back down, and um, you know, and they're they're you know just beating the fuck out of each other. And then the Rocky two ending happens with you know, except Rocky doesn't stand up like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, no, you can't be fucking serious. Like, and, and I was full John McEnroe at that point. Yeah, so. The reason why you watch I, it live, yes. <laughs> now, um, watching it, um, I was like, "This match is great." And then, like, I start, I, I like you watch enough starting, you know when like the 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 last five minute calls are coming in. So, like, obviously, mm-hmm. their title matches are thirty minute time limits. So. I'm watching it actually. I actually watched it with the American com or the English commentary, which actually like they had a good commentary team. Like Sonny was doing the play by play, and, and um, and he did a really good job. Um, I think both of them. Sonny Ono? No, 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 no. Sonny the runs the Stardom English account and does uh, the subtitles. Okay. Yeah, he that's. I clarify. Okay, I so clarify. He uh right, Sonny Gutierrez. So he um. He was on play by play. I forgot the guy's name that was doing. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he was on color and the person on play by play. I can't remember his name, but he, I think this person also does the English for for um, Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
anyway, they're really they're really good. I think in future, I think they're especially for someone that is a first time viewer, someone that is not that familiar with Stardom. If you're someone like me that like knows as, almost as much as they do, or knows much as anyone that's not working with a company like Sunny, like after after like the first few like matches, kind of like okay, like are you gonna call the match? He's gonna get ex- exposition dump me. But like for someone that's starting out, they're very very <laughs> helpful. Right, and then, but yeah. anyway, so, and it also really helpful because like Sonny is giving a live translation as they're cutting as everyone's cutting promos during the match or whatever. Else. So it was so it was very helpful. So like in the future, regardless of um, if that may annoy me in the future or not, or more likely you're going to get better at as time. That was Sonny's first time ever doing commentary. Um, mm-hmm. Like the English announcing thing is going to they're going to get new fans based off that alone. Just off that alone. Like, mm-hmm. the quality of the shows are going to be the quality of the shows. They're always going to be top lo- top-notch shows, but them having, pe- you know, people always want to act like you can't figure out what the fuck they're saying or get the general gist because <laughs> they don't speak the same language. It's like body language <laughs> and content clues don't, don't work. But anyway, so, um, I'm watching it, and we'll break down the match in a second, but, like, I'm watching it, and but I know that, like, and they go into those last five minutes. I know this is the realm of possibility for him to go to a draw because stardom in the last year and a half, not year and a half year had just started like giving you draws, like at least one, like seemingly like a draw on every show. Like they'll give you a match that you're interested in. That's like either the main event or this, or normally the normally is like the third or fourth match in a, on the five match card. And you're like, Oh, that's going to a draw. You look at two people like on Indies tags. You're like, there's nobody on this, in this match as a pin eater. This is going into a, like, 15-minute draw. So, um, but anyway, like, I knew this was in the wrong possibility because Momo and Shuri, not Shuri, Momo and Kongetsu in 2018 when Momo was a white belt champion and Getsu was a red belt champion, <laughs> they had the same finish to get out of their double title match. They had a double knockout. So, Man. obviously, they didn't have the restart the match and then double knockout, but, like, They've Rossi has done this before, so I'm like, but when it did happen to me, I was like, I can't believe because it went to a draw. I was like, okay, fine, whatever, they'll do the match again. Then they restart the match, and I'm like, okay, we're getting a fish. And then when it then and then it started yep. so it started so fucking hot, like it went to a whole it was a great match in the first 30 minutes alone. Like that, the, the build, the wrestling at the beginning, the escalation, the selling, all of that was an incredible match. Like, that's a four, that's I like, like a, this. I like this better than Shingo and Okada still, but I have no arguments. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's but like the finish is like, oh, it's like unforgivable. The, the last there. like like the last twenty minutes of that thirty minutes uh, in that thirty minute time limit were just were, were awesome. Like, but anyway, like <laughs> they restart the match and then it's like. It's Hagler Hearns, Fry Takayama, and then Kickstart coming out, slap, another round of slaps start coming out, head drops, um, just, they, we, you thought they already had emptied the gun, and then next thing you know, they, they pull out two fucking bazookas, and then they start finding each other, so, like, they went to 13 minutes, they both dropped after, uh, I think it was a clothesline, and then a, and then a, um, a head kick, and they dropped in, like, on English commentary, Rich, you, you didn't you didn't pick this up, but like they were selling the match on Shuri because you know you know Shuri's mom passed during the Grand Prix last year, 
she dedicated this match to her mom. So after she gets, after they both fought, after the double 10 count, she starts bawling, crying, and then like she curls, she basically curls up in fetal position, hanging on the, the bottom turnbuckle in the corner, just sobbing her fucking heart out because she dedicated this to her mom and she couldn't survive it. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I want Shuri to win, obviously. Um, no, no knock against Otami, Otami's incredible, but like, they've been building towards, they've been building Shuri up so well since she came to start him in, uh, what was that like, the anniversary, the ninth anniversary show, it's like, put it on her, like, she's, like, she's, she's the second best wrestler in the company, so, like, fine by me, or worker, so, like, after that happened, I was just, like, gutted, and I was just, like, you bastards, now you know that you have me, like, like a fucking yo-yo, because next time you do this match, I'm gonna drop the 50 fucking bucks, Hoping and wishing that she wins this fucking match. You, 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 I hated that finish, but you ultimately, you still got me because the next time they do, uh, Utami versus Shuri, I'm, I'm the one, the first motherfucker signing up for a pay-per-view buy. Like, I, I hate, I hate how they got me. Like, in, in a vacuum, I, I, I'm a person the that old work is that, like, the new work. Right. And generally in a, in a vacuum, I'm a person that believes that, like, draws, double count outs, all of that shit, like, not beating somebody sucks. Like, as a general principle, you have to have something really damn nifty to get me to feel like you beat somebody um, or, or you didn't beat somebody in a match and, like, I want to see it again or whatever else. Like, I'm willing to deal with a short match on a small show to build towards a bigger match. I'm not cool with, uh, I'm not generally cool with, on, on the main event of a fucking pay-per-view, you, <laughs> you do this kind of shit. Like, also, to build towards doing it, another it, show that's equal size. That's going to, like... Um, so you know how like they say what happens in like the UK is gonna come to America after like oh this is coming to America like this is going to happen. Do you think so? Because like I mean, I think this it's is gonna happen in AEW at some big, point. Big gigantic draws before. Like I mean, we, we I mean Omega Okada two is is a is a uh, is a draw match or whatever else. And like I don't you know I don't. I, it's hard to do that in America because we don't do really. I mean, AEW does time limits, but like NXT doesn't do time limits. WWE does do time limits. Like Ring of Honor, uh, I do not believe does do time limits. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really that concerned about it. Like maybe in AEW with like the TNT title, where it's like, oh, you know, TV, you know, TV time remaining, that sort of thing to get out of it. Um, I think maybe you know, maybe I, you're I think... on the summit. I'm just not. I'm thinking like they won't do it, but then again, you'll probably prove me. <laughs> To be proved to be right. <laughs> I, I think it will come uh, for like some. It'll be some babyface down the line. It could be even be like by the time Kenny goes back babyface, and mm-hmm. everyone wants to see him win as a good guy. Like I could fully see something happening like that. I mean, to be fair, I mean, are you talking about like the rest? Are you talking about just the draw or the draw I'm, then the I'm restart? About like, like the 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 no there there is no winner here like to close your big you know to close a big show okay well in the main event they they didn't do it but like they did do this with they did do a draw with Darby and, and Cody one time mm-hmm. it wasn't a main event but so like that is a gigantic difference mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I mean you may have um, a point I but I, I you have a, you have a I, point you have a point it could happen um but by all means like. I would obviously tell everyone to check this match out. I'm probably going to write about it by the end of the year or something like, like it's definitely going to go on the list. Like it was like, it was trending to be my match of the year. Like, and they just kind of 
said, nah, we don't we don't need that from you. <laughs> but it's it's really close. Yeah. So just just real quick about the match. Like match starts out like the first seven minutes is like ink just this awesome ground and mat wrestling and Shuri it just out wrestles her and um Utami like even tries to get up to try to actually start running ropes and then like Shuri basically brings her back He's like nah 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 you you're judoka let's let's roll let's see how bad you are you really are um they go about two more minutes and then next thing you know after Shuri has surely realized that she is as surely demonstrated she's the better mat technician she gets up and they start training farms back and forth for like a minute and then like then they just basically start opening up and um shuri basically has every has his match in control until they end up on the outside and she there's so much i'm not gonna get through it but like the match is amazing there's a in the restart there's a like it got to a point where shuri uh, ends up hurting her her uh, her leg, gets her leg worked over, hurts her back during the match. Um, Shuri keeps going for arm bars on Utami, starts targeting the neck and head, but with head drops and stuff. Like she she Johnny Gargano Larn darted uh, Utami in the restart into the into the uh, the corner pad, uh, hit like a like a sit out power slam, a sit out package power slam, like they dropped Utami was on her neck and, and head at one point in the restart. Uh, slaps galore, fists galore. Utami's letting off kicks as he's tearing up Utami's chest, back, and in um and stomach. It's the match is incredible. It's just it's just a it's just an incredible match. Like as far as pure work, whew, the only woman match, the only woman's match I've seen in the last like five years or since we start doing one nation radio that's that's on its level is is um nanai and arisa um um nakajima from that hair versus hair match uh two years ago that's the only other one like i i would say actually i take it back i would say parts of um actually not parts mayu and takumi from last year the second one but that's like mm-hmm. a 19 22 minute match they went 43 minutes doing this shit yeah, that's like this was and that's that was the like rare part. And, that, and and uh, I, I I hope they don't get into that trend. Like, let New Japan keep that shit. Like, oh no 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 forty five no. minutes. They don't. I don't. I I think that's. I th- I don't think they're doing this again. I think I think it was. We only have six matches on this card, so we're gonna ask them to go over over the time limit to basically fill the basically fill and be a, a a a second a seventh match. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they're doing this again. Like I think the you know next cards will be seven matches, and you know the main event will be in like twenty, done twenty two minutes. Well, actually probably shorter because you ain't going no damn twenty plus minutes with Nasco Tora. Fuck out of here. But um, yeah, I, just an incredible, incredible main event. Uh, just incredible work. Just incredible brutality. Incredible thought. Incredible selling. Um, like <laughs> Utami. By the end of this match, because the slabs ends up having like having fucking looking like Inoki uh, with a, with a jaw and chin that's just like three times bigger than it was when the time she came to the ring, like just an incredible match. Um, and then the fact that like it was so the way it was paced, like it was paced like a New Japan main event, like an Okada main event. And I don't mean that pejoratively. I mean that in like the ones that we love. Um, it was it was an, just an amazing match. I, I, um, I felt like it had a lot more to offer in the front end. Than one of those two, 
Yes, yes, yes. Because, like, the mat wrestling was controlled and concerted as opposed to... It feels like at times, sometimes, um, Okada is just, like, wrestling in third gear. This was not wrestling in third gear at any point. Like, this wrestling from fourth gear to the beginning. Like, even when they started the match, they started off with this super hard lockout, lockup, and they end up out the ring, and then rolling out the ring on onto each other, and then get back in, and then, like, start mat wrestling. Like, it was... It was actually, you know how we talk about like that old page lockup when they lock up and end up like tumbling out of the ring and, yeah. it, and it was always bad. Like they did it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so just an incredible match. Uh, any of y'all that did, any of y'all that watch wrestling, check it out. Go out your way to try to find it. Um, it it's it, it's absolutely one of the five best matches I've seen this year as far as just the, in, in the work. Like the decision to, to not have a finish like definitely hurt it, but like I've given... I think I'm giving six or seven matches, five stars or or four and three quarters. This this was an immediate like, it was immediate like. If not for this finish, this has been a five star. It is my third five star match of the year. If not for uh, this result, if they had a clean winner, this is a five star match. Um, so yeah, um, semi main event. Uh, what semi main event was the uh, finals for the Cinderella tournament between Utami, not Utami. I'm sorry. Uh, Micah. Micah in uh in tall stall Saya, uh Saya Kamatani. Um both of them end up winning their matches in the first two matches of this show. Um Micah got rid of Unagi after Unagi targeted her bad leg that she's been has been, had bandaged up for like a month or so or maybe three weeks, whatever. Um and then uh Tall Sai ended up beating Hameka in a very good match. I ended up giving that one three and a half. Uh, and that match is based around um, Hameka um, working over her back like she normally does because, you know, she used the backbreakers and all that kind of stuff. So they both went in there with, with hurt body parts. So, And they basically worked over each other's uh, bad spots. And then they go about, I want to say, like 10 minutes. And then there is a top rope uh, Ishii delayed... Uh, a super superplex into the ring and then they basically just go at it from there and then like um for or Larry starts sounding off uh spinning hill kicks start coming off uh and ultimately at the end um Tall Sight ends up hitting a big or a bro kick hits her uh star crusher finish which is basically like a a fisherman falcon arrow and then goes to the top and hits her phoenix splash and gets the win um, I don't know how much of these matches you see or are you seeing it this one crashed like I don't oh. even know if it was halfway through so I was trying to watch it and my feed okay. just yeah. kept crashing but happy for uh, Saya Kamatani um, hate, hate to see Micah lose because I love Micah but um, I saw the I saw the, the dress that they gave her that was not a good looking dress that they gave her it's like gray if I'm not mistaken <laughs> no it's green <laughs> Okay, yeah, like, yeah, they they need to uh, go ahead and spin a little bit more, or, or give a different color or something, you know. None of the. I'll put it to you like this. I've okay, so I think I've seen. Cause you know Mayu won the first two Cinderellas, so um, I saw one of Mayu's dresses. I saw Momo's dress. I saw Arissa's dress. I saw Julia's dress. Julia's the only one that had a good dress. That looked like it Damn. fit her. That, that looked like it was. It looked nice, and it and it fit the, fit the person right. Like that's the only yeah. one, I think. 
Yeah, they out here doing it like it's a shoot. Like you, you ain't gonna find out till the day of. And here is the dress. Whoever wins, they gotta fit into it. You know. Well, the funniest part about it, people making this joke about like the like the only person that could have fit this dress would have been uh, people joke as if like there's only one dress back there, mm-hmm. right? So it's like so of course they know that it's gonna be who it is. I'm thinking to myself like. Nah, bro. This could be any. Other, it could have been any of the four. Like all of them, because Tosaya, Micah, Hameka, and Unagi are all like in that five seven to five five range. They are, they're all quote unquote giants for Joshi. <laughs> so like, so I I don't know how that would have worked as far as that. But like, nah, it it, it looked like a prom dress. It, yeah. uh, a cheaper prom dress, but like a prom dress nonetheless. And like, oh, Rossi. Uh, well, Ross ain't in charge no more. Think, All think right, like Go ahead, open up, open up the, the yen. Think of it like this: if this wasn't um, this show in a normal t- uh, Cinderella t- uh, uh, scenario, right? You've wrestled in three matches. No, four matches. Well, six, round of sixteen, round of eight, round of four, round of uh, two. Yeah, you wrestled four matches. And then you got to go to the back and throw it on all sweaty and probably musky and then come back up and try to do something with your hair and hold it up and then come back out uh, to take pictures. Like, I don't know how good it's going to look either way. Like, I was surprised when she came when she came back out afterwards and her hair was like was done different. It's like, wait a second. Maybe maybe that's the reason why they did go 43 minutes. Like, give her more time to get ready. But um, either way, she wins. She calls down Tam. Um, she Tam doesn't get in the ring. Tam is sitting there looking like just a proud mom. She looks so she looks so happy for Kamasani. Um, and they let off the, the streamers and or the the, the uh, silver small streamers are in, uh, in the ring or whatever else. And they give they have actually have a a, a um, glass plaque now for the Cinderella winner. Um, I guess that's going to go year to year. Um, it's, it's like a glass plaque that says to you know Cinderella tournament winner, and then it has a um, Cinderella slipper on the top or whatever else yeah so happy for her um she what she gonna do with it like what she gonna do with it okay so i don't think she's the most improved wrestler in stardom oh no she's challenging uh she's challenging tam it's already been established she's oh, okay tam. yeah yeah like she don't want to work look after that match where you want some utami because i wouldn't <laughs> nah you got that that's a whole nother level <laughs> from what i from what i'm trying to do <laughs> Well, Tommy already put the pause on her exactly this year. Exactly, and that was a whole nother level from that. Like that, that was a hey, I'll, I'll be nice and let you get in all your spots. It's about you trying to get over to elevate. Now, now go. Like imagine so, if it was a shoot. So is, nah, is you, is you, have you prepared for the possibility? Ha, have you prepared for the possibility that uh, Tam coming off this bitch? No, not at all. Um. Like the way they've set this up in a rivalry is that her, fir- uh, I think they're like, I think it's one or two ones Kamatani in their career series. Like one of uh, Kamatani's first Cork and Halls, Tam beat the brakes off of her. Um, and then the Grand Prix last year, Tam beat the hell out of her. Technical Tam just, just wore her out with just working over her legs. And then at the end, she snuck out the back door with a, with a small package victory. Um, that was actually a really mm-hmm. good match. That was probably like, that was like Saya's first very good match. Uh, I ended up giving that three and three quarters at a time, I believe. So then in the tournament this year, <clears throat> in the first round, Kamatani snuck her by basically uh, Tam got her over the top rope on the apron, and then Ham comes charging in, 
and she hits a, uh, she basically like does like a springboard Hurricane Rana and then basically like drags her over the top to the ground. So like the career series is 2-1, Tam, like Kamatani's not, like she's, she, I would say, I don't think she's actually the most improved wrestler in stardom, but if you were to look at the fact that like she didn't, she's figured out how to wrestle spot to spot to spot and make it look like she can do all that stuff like she but you need someone in the ring that does all the technical stuff for her around her and she can have a have a great match at this point like like a Micah or the other night like Tam has done like Utami has done like B Priestley has done so um I think she's gonna get like most most improved wrestler uh, votes in the observer I think she is um but it's just another she's still not on that level as far as entering work for the the top of you know or the semi main event main event status for Stardom, mm-hmm. I think it's going to come. I think it's coming around faster than I thought it was going to be. When she, you know, because six months ago she's still botching around. Mm-hmm. Now she's pretty consistent. I, I I she's dependable now. Beyond just tags, so um, I think it's I think like. I think what they sh- pro- what probably will happen is she loses to Tam and then she gets another match somewhere down the line against Tam and then wins. Like I think she's a she's a clear candidate to win the white belt eventually like in the next 2 years, next 18 months, next maybe even the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like I see it coming with her. So Yeah, she's putting uh, it all together in a way that like it didn't I, I seriously think that Utami match at Budokan Hall like changed her confidence level. It gave her a whole boost. Like I can really do this. Like instead of going into practice and do it, you take on them bumps and on them drills when she's next to like Azumi and Momo, and then like damn, she's they're still way better than me. Like am I ever going to be to that level? Like it don't matter. Like just have good matches, just have great matches, and I think that helped her. Um, feels like she belongs. Um, so next match below that was the elimination match. Oedo Tai versus Stars, 5v5. The last person uh, eliminated has to join the other team's faction. Rich, did you hear or see or know of the result? I did not. Okay. It comes down to... Holy shit. I know I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah, you are. (laughs) It's It's a... it's a very good match. I, pr- I gave it five and a half. I liked it ma- more than the uh, Oedo Tiger Stars match from last year. Or not last year, but last pay-per-view from um, April 4th. Comes down to Starlight Kid and Nasco. Um, One, or sorry, Starlight Kid, I believe, has the pin on um, Nasco. One, two from the ref. They pull the ref, of course. Um... Then they tie up Mayu in a corner with a rope. The other baby faces that are eliminated don't get involved, even though everybody else is is eliminated as well. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they beat the hell out of a uh, Starlight Kid. Nasco hits her top rope splash finish. Uh, Starlight Kid kicks it, uh, kicks it like two point nine. Nasco gets her up, hits her with a DVD. She uh, and then looks at Mayu, gets her back up without going for the pin, and hits her with a second one in a row. Stand or sits on top of her and stares at Mayu and pins her. And um, 
Mayu is fighting like crazy to try to get out of the uh, out of the rope in the corner. Um, the rest of Stars finally lets her out. Um, Starlight Kid starts crying and whimpering. Mayu starts crying and whimpering. Now I had the I'm watching it with the English commentary, and Natsuko basically says Starlight Kid because the whole thing is I will not or Natsuko's like I will not stop coming after Stars until. Um, either Mayu or Starlight Kid are in Oedo Tai. So, she finally gets what she that wants. hilarious. And like, I will not stop so <laughs> Dusty Rose living in the streets. <laughs> Basically. So, Nasako says to Starlight Kid while she's basically like uh, over the top of her, says you are going to be treated horribly, horribly. You or on the you are at the you she said you are at the bottom of Oedo tie. You are lower than Rauka. Ra, now Rauka is a 16-year-old uh that can barely move. But it's like, wait, so why would you want them on your team if you're gonna treat <laughs> So Starlight Kid is now Starlight Slave. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes, S yes, no no SLK, it's SLS. Um Mayu is just Mayu is just crying. They, they, uh, she gets on the mic. She says, "Just keep your spirits up. Don't give up." And I promise. Damn. I'll, she says, no. "She going to jail." Listen, she says, "Keep your spirits up." And, and she says, "I promise I'll win you back." And they're both crying. This happened, bro. This was like, this was really emotional. This was super emotional. I wanted to cry. I'll I win you back. I went like a slave. Oh my god, like a slave, bro. I wanted to cry. I did not cry, but I wanted to cry. She has to go work for the million dollar man, bro. It was bad. Look, look, check this out. When when they after it happens, NASCO lifts uh Starlight Kid up and then puts her on her back and like fireman's carry position and walks over her as if like she just she basically like shot a, a game deer and put on her back like like she won some game like she just hunt like she just hunted down her prey and she's carrying it to the truck she just carried her on her back and Man. took her took her up the ramp i was like oh my god the, the evil starlight kid in route all black that shit was sad Saki, look look Saki Kashima and Nasuko Tour are passing Starlight Kid the blunt like hit <laughs> this so, you know Starlight Starlight Kid looking like Randy from the wire like <laughs> so, so check this out I, I looked at the schedule because they updated the schedule for uh to put up putting out the cards going uh into the uh the next pay-per-view on, on Jan- or 4th of July so when I looked in the main event, it was hey. Starlight Kid in the main event with Oedo Tide. They're saving, like, they're saving the best. I was like, come to the show to see what Starlight Kid is going to dress and look like, like, going forward. So, um. Hey, so, so you tell me after the show, Mayu got in her car and she started punching the wheel like Carver? It's a damn shame what happened to that good kid. Oh my fucking god! Maybe so. I don't know, man. But this was this shit was like 
this shit was like as if like I'm trying to think of the right villain, the proper villain because you know, Nesco sucks. So like this be like if right. the Riddler, this be like if the Riddler like one Robin from Batman and Batman's like I'm front. This don't give up or no the Scarecrow don't give up to the toxic and the evil and the poison. Just keep your mind strong and I will I will get you. Just hold on, I will get you. That shit was sad, bro. That shit was super sad. Oh my um, god. Yeah, so yeah, the main event, the main event for um the next show. So uh they don't have any shows till Saturday. The, uh, the, the next show is Stars. So the, the remaining people in Stars is uh Kagama, Hannon and Mayu versus Roka, Natsuko and Starlight Kid. So she's going to unveil whatever the fuck she looks like in front of Mayu and Mayu going to have to deal with it. Damn. They're going to bring her out second, too. Oh, man. Yeah, of course. They're going to bring out Oedo Tai last for that one. Yeah, so... But, yeah, I would check I would, I would check it out. It is, it is a good match, and, like... <laughs> like, at this point, I have, to, I have to count or whatever else, but, like, Oedo Tai is, like, deeper than the Wu-Tang at this point, bro. Like, Oedo Tai is basically, like, the holdovers you know from... what they're trying to do. Like, the holdovers from when, um... Kagetsu and, and Hazuki left, plus like almost all of TCS minus Jungle is in is in uh is in um Oedo they, ain't like, no le- super they, they ain't got no leaders, so they doing what um like you remember when the game left G Unit and then Fifty Cent started signing all the supplementary acts and be like, yo, y'all getting <laughs> deeper, but it ain't necessarily getting better, better or right, anything. Right, like, right, that's right, what right. that's that's what they will tie. Like. They needed someone as good as Starlight Kid, but at the expense of like stars is like, okay, so you got Cosmic Angels and Stars as two babyface factions. You got Oedo Tai as a flat out hill faction, and and Queen's Quest and Donald Omondo are just tweeners. So it's like Boy, I'd love to get Azumi's thoughts on this. I, no, here check this out, right? So um I treat Azumi like she's Brett. Oh my god. So in the last like two weeks, right, or so, um, Starlight Kid had earned a uh another high speed uh title shot against Nasapoy. What is Nasapoy on this? She's like, wait, like, am I do I okay, so I was gonna give you a title shot when you was a good person. Now you evil and you and you got goons around you. Maybe I'm thinking of not giving you this title shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get jobbed out here. No thank you. Um but yeah, like Trying to, okay, so Nasako, Nasa Samire, who's been out uh, since October with a shoulder injury, Saki, Konami, Hina, uh, a hand and uh, twin, Roka, Starlight Kid. Like, we got a lot of people in uh, in Oedo Tai. I feel like I'm forgetting people still. But, yeah, man, I. We'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes going forward. Like, she, they have to reunite. I don't know when and where, but they have to reunite. Um, I would say, I would say, don't do it too soon. Got to get some money out of this for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, if it, I, I, how long I would, would you roll it out this? until until the until the last show of the year? I, I would, I, okay. I would, I would, I would get her back the last show of the year. Okay. Okay, that's not bad because considering like, um, 
the, like, the Grand she Prix. She can go through tournaments. Yep. Because the Grand Prix, uh, the dates for the Grand Prix for the opening and closing came out um, in the middle of the show. So um, they're doing night one and night two um, at Yokohama Budokan. Um, so that's where they that, that's where they've done uh, like the October pay per view. That's where they did the the pay per view last month or two months ago at. So that's night one and night two, and then um, the, the final night is going to be at Oda City, um, right where they had this pay per view at. Um, so it's uh, the last so July thirty first and October first, and then the last night is I think no I think it's September twenty fifth. So um, yeah, like. They're getting to it real soon, so like you know, tournament's gonna be around. She may as well stay healed. There's no real need to get her out of there until like maybe at the earliest October. But you're right; it's probably for the year end. They probably should say it for the year end. Um, next match after that is as Rich actually called it the Battle Bowl, <laughs> uh, the three way tag team shuffle match. Um, all three, so the teams come down as such. Uh, Queen's Quest comes down, Momo and Azumi. Donald Mondo comes down, Julia and Nasupoy, and they and they come down to the ring with their arms interlocked. Then uh, out comes Cosmic Angels, Tam and Mina. So what they did is they did this they did this magic trick as uh, pulling straws deal, where the tip of the six straws. Um, you know, for the red corner, there's two reds. For the blue corners, two blues, and for the the white neutral corners, uh, there's two whites. So, uh, Julia pulls first. She pulls a red. Um, Mina pulls. Uh, sorry, Nasapoy pulls second. She pulls a white. Mina pulls third. She pulls a blue. So then the remaining three, Tam, Momo, and Azumi basically all pull at the same time out the bag. So one, two, three, and they all lift up in the sky. Now, Julia has that red. When I saw Tam lift up and she had that red in her hand, I was I literally like like that Ju- like that JLo meme. I literally like fold my arms and lean back and was like, you motherfuckers. I can't believe you did this bullshit. So I, I told you that was gonna happen. Shit. I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it was a possibility to happen. I didn't it still don't mean I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> they, so they pull that um they slapping each other and shit like before yeah, the match yeah, like but this so on commentary they explain it but so what happens is when Tam pulls the red Azumi pulls the white she's tagging with Nasapoy and Momo pulls the blue she's tagging with Mina now keep in mind Mina and Momo had a match at the last pay-per-view on the undercard where Momo won Mina trying Nasu- to get Momo to, to embrace the sexuality. Yeah. That shit so, was we'll, hilarious. We'll get to that too in a second. So, um, my, uh, sorry, uh, Azumi lost her, her high speed belt at the Budokan show to Nasapoy. And then Tam and Julia, wh- what else do I have? Like, I, they got a history that goes back as far as, I don't know, the Crips and the Blood. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you're trying to figure out, like, okay, so why these three have history? We got, you know, all different types of levels of beef with each other. Why would they team up with their partner? So they say on commentary, pointing out after the fact that, like, or they actually showed in the, in the, uh, the announcer shows it, like, there is a cash prize in an envelope for whoever the winner is. So 
Tam and Julia look at each other and they basically say to each other, they basically slap each other to, to hype each other up to say, let's go get it. Let's go get this money. Uh, yeah, so, so they slap each other. So the second that... Uh, Think about a check. Right. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so the second that uh, Mama pulls out that blue and she's over there with uh, Mina, Mina's like, oh, hey, what's up? Trying to, you know, get on, you know, the shit I'm on with the, with the, you know, the sex appeal. And then, like, Mama's like... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really, uh, you know. To, I'm not really here for that. I'm here to kick motherfuckers' domes off. I'm not really here, you know, to, to, to visually please. So... Eventually, so the match starts. It's, it's uh, Tam and it's uh, Mina and it's Nassipoy. And, you know, last pay per view was Tam and Nassipoy and that great uh, white belt match. They go, they, they're about to, you know, all three of them about to lock up. Mina then just hits her pose in the middle of the ring, her sexy pose. And then, like, Tam and Nassipoy look at each other and they're like, yeah, fuck that shit. We still hate each other. Let's like, lock up. So. Then from there, this is a bunch of just run-ins and 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 just funny hilarity sues at, at points or whatever else. Like there's a point where, um, at the beginning, at the very beginning of that match on the apron, Mina is convincing Momo is convinced getting the crowd to chant so that the chance will encourage Momo to do the pose. Yes. So she hears the she hears it and she's making this face like no. Don't ask me to do this shit. I don't want to do this. No. So then she she basically shrugs because the crowd keeps clapping. She's like, fuck it, I'll do it. She goes to go do it. And, and behind her, you see Tam and, yeah. and <laughs> Boy are bouncing uh, T- Mina off the ropes. And, go throw, and she goes to the ropes and knocks Momo off. And Momo goes flying off the air to the ground. I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> there's a yeah. bunch of funny stuff. Ain't meant to be. Ain't meant to be. There's a spot where um, they end up getting Momo out the ring. And um, there is a Donald Domano spot where the wrestlers lay out somebody in the corner and then Natsport goes to the opposite corner and then the other two, three, however many people are in uh, in the match basically act as like steps for her to jump off and hit a double foot stomp onto the downed opponent. So she hits one yeah. oh. and then she ends up laying out... Uh, um, Nasty Boy herself, she goes to the corner and she she botches on purpose trying to go up the steps and falls. And then like basically like it's the other eight members of the, in the match besides her. I'm not eight. The other uh, f- four members in the match uh, besides her uh, her Momo who's out the ring. And they are like you cl- you you really tried to like climb up our bed and you fucked it up. They stomped the dog shit. Out of her. <laughs> they gave her the beats from eight feet. It, it was just a funny, it was a really super fun match. But at the end, um, Azumi ends up rolling up. Uh, they actually did a, a double tower doom spot where Momo's getting super power, superplexed. Julia's doing the superplexing. Tam is uh, back suplexing Julia as it's happening. And then, like, Nasipoi and uh, Azumi are on Tam's leg. So it was like, tri- like a triple decker tower doom spot. And then they end up pinning, uh, Azumi's up pinning. Um, uh, Mina and they end up getting the win. So like the high speeders end up getting uh, the the cash prize. So um, after they end up losing the cash prize, Tam and, and Julia are upset with each other. So they begin slapping each other again, and they basically uh, in the, go in the in the go to the back. Um, I thought for for a wacky match, it was fitting for Azumi to win with the wacky roll up at the end. Oh yeah, her uh, her yeah her the uh, wacky high speed roll up. It's like a, a, a Mahi stroll. 
it's some version of Lamai Straw, Cradle is not Lamai Straw, but whatever, I know what you mean, yeah, that's her signature flash pin, but yeah, really fun match, um, I mean, that, and that's pretty much the card, like we mentioned, um, the two matches that started, started off were the, um, were the semifinals to the Cinderella tournament, so yeah, overall, a, a very strong show, um, I think it's, I don't think it's as good as uh, their other pay-per-views this year, but it was still a borderline great show. So, um, they figured out how to do this on a consistent basis, it seems. That is very good. Um, so, you know, the other show of the weekend, hold on one <laughs> second, before before um, we get into it, I have to hit the music for uh, for NXT. You know, Poppy. Okay, gotcha. The problem. It's like, wait, what is what is this you're playing? Yeah, you know, she's like, you know, how every other musical act is like in WWE is like specifically like Flo Rider, Pitbull. Those people are going to the WWE Celebrity Wing of the Hall of Fame. Pop, not Poppy. Poppy is going into the NXT Hall of Fame specifically. She don't want no parts of the main roster. She only wants to show up to hang out with Io Shirai. I think it's adorable. Um, yeah, man. NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021 is quite possibly the worst TakeOver ever. And I mean that, and I don't mean just like since 2000, or since Nakamura showed up. I mean like possibly ever. Um Damn. That is now whether or not that means it was a good pay per view or not. That this admit this is an average or this is a above average pay per view. But the standard is takeover, and for the standard and the curve we're grading on, this was a disappointment, always shapes and forms. Um, five match card. The opener is very good. The main event, I gave four and a quarter. Um, everything else, the middle. The bottom, like the middle, the bottom, like all points in between. Like, um, I saw this show. I'm not going to overreact to it because I didn't overreact to their great show um, in February, really. Um, I feel like the worst takeover ever. I don't know because, like, In Your House last year was really bad. And also, this is the worse. SummerSlam one was the SummerSlam one was really bad as well. So, there's like three shows in the last 12 months that. <clears throat> kind of have this same stink about them. Um, but there was never, but, like, one where it was like, okay, three straight matches in a row that, like, can't that can't crack three and a quarter? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I know that some people's point of contention here is no titles changed hands. Um, their champions, you know, they switched their belts recently, so there there weren't really going to be any title changes here. But but look, um, those people. But but and we were talking to Josh Josh Smith about this specifically when he said like there were no title changes on Takeover. That sucks. And like, I think you can do a pay per view when you don't have any title change changes. Not often, but I think you can do it. The problem with with them is they know they they have this they have the dates. They know when their shows are coming up. 
if well, you know you're, like they don't so don't remember. so don't and this is shit we begin on w on the main roster for like you know when your date's coming up you know when some shit's important is coming up don't act surprised and act like you didn't plan for this shit like you didn't know what's coming good booking is knowing when shit's coming up ahead and having something special planned for it so if you want to change all your titles within the last two months that's it so then you feel like you want to keep all your champions strong so therefore you you can't change any titles this is your fucking fault if you don't have any title changes on there if your person needs a title change or one or two on on a show for, for for you to care that's that's your thing i don't have that problem but my point is it's a problem when you change every fucking title within a two-month span of each other that's not good we are in a new era with the men's and women's singles titles also. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, we went from the excellence of... Is handcuffed to each other. We went from the excellence over the years of um, Neville and Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe and Nakamura and even someone like a Bobby Roode that can hold it in the road to Drew McIntyre, to Andrade, to Aleister Black, to Tommaso Ciampa, to Johnny Gargano, to Adam Cole, um, and to Keith Lee. On the woman's side, you have Charlotte, you have uh, Sasha, you have Bailey, you have Asuka, you have Ember, you have Shayna, um, who, who was able to hold in the road. You had Kyrie, you had Rhea, and um, and you had Io. The drop off <laughs> from, from those from those collective champions to carrying Cross in Raquel Gonzalez. I, I, I don't hate, I don't hate the idea that they made them champions. I do have an issue with the idea is let's make them both champions at the same time in the same era and then they have to have matches on the same card. And then like they both looking like luggage because we yeah. don't get to it. Yeah. Um yeah. we might as well go from the top. Um okay. down. NXT title match, Karen Cross defends against Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunne. Um, Wait, are you missing three other people by any chance? Or is that that was, it was just five, right? It was just five, right? It was just those five. Okay. You know, I, I know there was more people they could have added in. I mean, yeah. why not at this yeah. point? They could have just fed them all across. Yeah, uh, treat, treat, the ring like a, treat, the, treat the ring like a clown car. Yeah, you know, have them all get in the ring, do all the moves, and then Cross gets in and one by one just kills all of them. Like, yeah. why, stop at, why stop at four? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, Karrion Cross is an expensive piece of luggage. Shawn Michaels used to cut promos about guys like this um, in the 90s, of course, when he was on drugs. So, uh, <laughs> like, I think Cross is, like, completely whack and lame. Um, this isn't to say that he doesn't – he's good enough to have the proper timing to be in the right place. He's not a – awful wrestler or anything he's just someone that is clearly not on the level like of the standard they've surrounded him with everything imaginable um like to try to get him there they decided he was a star from day one rather than tell you so it just tells you about their markdom for size and that company still you know no matter what they do to try to lose that um, it's always going to be there. Um, I think it, the match layout was embarrassingly see-through and transparent. That's the same thing. But every time <laughs> he would like, he would basically murder all four of them. Someone would roll out. There would be three people hanging around the ring. And then one by one, they get in, get their ass beat, 
all of a sudden something would happen. He would be outside sleeping. Uh, and the, the action, I'm, I'm shocked they didn't just kept, you know, I'm, I'm shocked they didn't just keep the focus on him, like how they kept the focus on Cody in that ladder match when he had to, like, walk away for a second. Oh my I'm shocked God. they didn't do that. But it, like, it seemed like it was inevitable anyway because they were just fucking around, you know, doing their moves or whatever with each other. Like no one's trying to beat each other in the, in the middle of it. There's no big pinfalls of them trying to do everything else. Everything just always comes back to cross. Like cross gets in, murders them again. And it's just like, he, they're treating him like he's brought Lesnar. He's not brought Lesnar. He has no charisma uh, of that sort. Um, this dude's an entrance, a body, um this is warrior like almost like in you know in comparison to you know the era the the era in the relative the, relative the, to the, the talent around it i get what you mean yeah like, obviously yes. he's a way better wrestling ultimate warrior but the point is compared to everybody else that's around him he may as well be warrior compared to hulk hogan i get what you mean yeah. right right or savage and- or you know Bulldog or some shit like that yeah i knew what you mean and i saw this and i was like this is who they're strapping it to like what are they doing where is hit row uh what ended up happening was what i predicted in the preview show was like well cross is going to beat all these guys and clear out the main event scene but it's like who the fuck do you have now like (laughs) who are you bringing in where's your your good guys let me check the rest of the card oh no it was all bad guys winning okay cool and then (laughs) and then they've got titles on the other titles on babyface so there's like they got to find another babyface out of somewhere but um, there's oddly, uh, you know, they it feels like it's like SmackDown kind of like there's no one like like crosses the guy like he's not here to like create somebody like these people are circling around this guy. This this luggage, this piece of luggage that is going to get carried throughout all these takeovers. And I got to say, I'm not excited about it. And man, a far departure from like. You know, <laughs> from, from four and three quarter star matches, four and a half, champion. four and three quarter star main event matches. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, like, so and, and the guy they they choose to beat is the freshest like main event guy of them all. James, what is Kyle O'Reilly's record in in um NXT title matches now? This uh, is his third on, on three on three man on three. So, so, this who knew Kyle O'Reilly would get on the Eddie Kingston program this fast? Um, you know. I, like they suck at making baby faces. They suck at keeping people hot. Adam Cole's most popular guy. They want him to be a heel. They change his music. That shit blows. Sounds like menu music. Uh, we're, we'll get to LA Nights, but um, <laughs> the music now, choices. Here, here's the crazy part about it, right? Johnny or um, That's Adam, just Cole, was, Adam Cole was Adam Cole was the second most uh, over person in that match, right? And the second person was Gargano. It's like what the. F- <laughs> It's like okay, all right, <laughs> okay, like, sure. I, I don't think sure. people are gonna take the Kyle O'Reilly like that. Like that's just me. But well, why should they? After this, why should they? Like, yeah, you have a a title match with a heel champion going into a fatal five way against four, three against four opponents, three of which are heels, and the person you choose to beat is the babyface. Why beat Gargano? <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, is the intention for Kyle O'Reilly to come back from this lowly state? Like, I don't know, but 
Um, and you know what they're going to say, right? The, the story, they're going to say the story is... He would have won. He would have won, and he would have beat Adam Cole for the belt, but Cross came behind and snuck him. But, like, he so even if so, even if he would beat Cole, he wouldn't have beat the champion, but, so he would still but, would have been a paper champion. But, but, but like, my point is this. That's not a good story. Not all stories right. are good stories. Like, yes, I see what I see what you're going for. However, that's not compelling. Um, yeah. So for me, <laughs> every other part of this match besides the 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 transparent carrying crosses match, it was like I was like, okay, I I like what they're doing, but I feel like I've seen it. The match in a vacuum is a great match. It's not in a vacuum, bro. There's context to this. Like you have. Yeah. You had three challengers uh, that you could have picked from. Uh, you threw Adam Cole into this and had him, and then had four guys basically get, effectively carry a guy that is actually competent. And, like, we just saw him with Finn Balor have this same level of match in a singles match, so why the fuck would you need to spend this amount of energy and this amount of resources to deploy towards one guy when he could have had the same match, that same level of match with any of those four guys and then you could have boosted, boosted up and thrown some of the shit that was on this card off of it to do so. I don't understand. <laughs> like, couldn't yeah. couldn't have done a Johnny Gargano and um and Pete Dunn match. Couldn't have done another uh um another Adam Cole in O'Reilly match, and then had um I don't know, uh, and had somebody else do this. It makes no sense. Like it it, it just it doesn't make any sense. Like so. You think about it. He beat Balor. He beat Balor in the rematch. He beat every basically realistic challenger he could possibly have in the main event. I guess that means you got to make a new person, but it's like there's nobody in the horizon that will be that will fit into that role unless you're just going to sacrifice Hit Road as quick, which will be dumber than what stuff we just discussed. We just uh, discussed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like all time, like shut the brand down, dumb. Like I, that would be like. Seriously, who's he gonna wrestle? Luckily, luckily, they're, luckily they're heels. Who's he gonna wrestle at the SummerSlam uh, takeover? Luckily, they're heels, so we we, we may avoid that situation. But no, uh, but who's he gonna? Who is Cross gonna wrestle at the SummerSlam takeover? Pick somebody, shit, anybody, Rich. Shit, shit, at, at this point, they might as well go title for title. Oh <laughs> he just put Bronson them all Reed? Cross. Bronson Reed? <laughs> at this fucking point, oh yes. My God. You know how bad that match would be. Or not bad. Oh you know how mid they match me. That's like that's a that's staring that's staring three and a quarter in the face. Man, um, women's title match. Yeah, women's title match. Raquel versus Ember. Uh, before the match started, I had made a joke saying that Ember needs has to drop. Given that there were two matches that were just yeah just mid at the beginning. Um, just yeah three star just three star flat matches at the beginning. Um, I said, like, to get this thing out of the pit set is in. Ember needs to go out there and score forty. She needs to. She needs to go out here and uh and tie her working her working shoes up tight. She needs to drop forty tonight and owes uh and owe to under three thousand. She scored twenty five. Respectable. Not she scored. She scored twenty five. Maybe you could argue she scored thirty, and she, but she needed forty five. You could. You could. Why, why didn't you keep shooting like like one of those? You could have. You could have made the argument she scored thirty, but she really. But instead of forty, she really needed forty five. Um, yeah. This was not the best match they've ever had. They've had a better match. I was expecting to get a match as good as the one they had before, um, or better, given that that was a TV match. But you know, can't be asking for pay per view match to be as good as TV matches. Apparently, 
Yeah, man. Like, I was hard um, ask. I, I this this was sometimes the commentary I see. Maybe it's from me not being a regular viewer, and you know, I caught that one promo Raquel did. I was confused if they were turning her face. No, you told me apparently they weren't. Commentary uh, is. You know, I'm not seeing that with the knowledge. Like in this, as I'm watching, I don't know this. So, like, I'm hearing them talk about how valiant Raquel is and how improved she is, and basically, just you know, they're building her up like she's this hero. And then Dakota Kai is doing all the cheating. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart comes out, runs her off. Uh, it just never got there. Like in, um, I, I don't know, man. That this belt is real different when it's not strapped to eel. Like that, and this is only the beginning. But yeah, and the thing is, like, all right. So what's next? They have to, they have to pull somebody out from scratch. To, uh, whoever is going to be the next challengers or whatever else, right? So like, there was no EO on the TV show. Obviously, they're going to do one of those eventually for a rematch, for a TV rating, or for a paper, or for uh, a next takeover. Who knows? Um, Tony Storm wasn't on here. Uh, Zoe Stark wasn't on here. Uh, Saray wasn't on here. They've got like twenty five women signed. Yeah, that are all good. Uh, that are all very good wrestlers or whatever else that they, they could choose and deploy and have made um, champion. And they've been on TV, oh. but they have not been. But they have not been elevated or protected in the way that like Raquel was for a year. Therefore, like it makes sense that Raquel's champion. But it's like it makes sense based off of how she was pushed. But then it's like, all right, how about that in application? It's a totally different Boy, thing. I, like. I'm dreading the Raquel Gonzalez Shotzi Blackheart match. Someone may die. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm just waiting for them to honestly just pull the, the pull, rip the bandaid, and just do the go ahead and do their uh, Dakota turns on Raquel thing. I or I, or, I, or or vice versa. One of them turns on the other, and then they have their match, I, and then yeah, Raquel I, gets put in, or sorry, and uh, Dakota gets put in dirt. I think that might be their best option. They may have to go to that sooner than later. And figure something out. Um, million dollar title ladder match. Woo. Eli Drake is coming out to GTA menu music. <laughs> San Andreas? Yes. <laughs> um, so- that is some of the most swaggerless G-Funk I've ever heard. This shit is like a thousand times worse than Matt Riddle's theme song. A thousand times worse, and Riddles is not that bad, you know. Knowing, like, you know, what it takes to kind of make some of that stuff, Riddles isn't that bad. But this shit, oh my god! Um, I thought this match stunk. Um, <laughs> I thought Cameron Grimes tried his best, but LA Knight just ain't got it for, for me. Um, and I would have liked to see Cameron Grimes win. And I know it's a heel gimmick and, you know, the million dollar champion and shit like that. But like, it seems like people fought with Cameron Grimes. Like you, you had DiBiase and him and that was where the magic was. Why are you trying to insert this fucking third guy? Like he's like, I don't care that he sounds like the white rock. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't like, once you get past that, it's like the bell's going to ring dog. Like, and he didn't necessarily, like, like, I don't want to, it's weird, because I thought they had a smart, kind of even safe ladder match. Until they and didn't. it was like. Until they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, but then, like, a smart match isn't necessarily, like, a good match either. So, um, 
yeah, I, I didn't like the the choice for the winner here. This went on forever. It, it felt like uh, I was begging for them to wrap it up about five minutes before they did. And um, yeah, I, I would have just put Cameron Grimes over and had him stone on the million dollar man. You're a, trying to make new people, aren't you? Right. A three star flat ladder match. I don't even know if I would have gave it that, but that's I. Hey, I, I like I the way I like the way it was built. I like the way it was structured and built. So um, maybe I'm maybe I'm being generous because I like the way it was built. Like they teased stuff, they took it off the table, and then eventually they gave you a lot of the sh- mm-hmm. a lot of stuff they teased, um, and even went beyond that. Uh, I, I it's really really hard. We have a match like that. That's one of those matches where, like, it should be an automatic lot to get three and a half. That should be the that should be the 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 uh, the the floor. I was gonna say ceiling. That should be the floor for for a ladder match. And nah, man, like, do you nah. think they're gonna treat this like a real belt, or is it gonna still be an outlaw title? Like, is, do you mean that he's gonna defend it, or is it gonna be like the FTW belt? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be an excuse to have DiBiase around him. I think that's what it's going to be. But either way, it's still six t- six championships on a two-hour show. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, man, like, I like Eli Drake. I think he's useful at a certain level. I don't think this level, I don't think this win puts him at a level higher than he can swim. I think this match just was, n- was not, um, was not good coaching. This was not putting your players in this position to succeed. Um, and they paid for it. Like I'm not. I don't. I'm not mad at Eli Drigger. I'm sorry, uh, L.A. Knight for not being able to succeed in the match. That, like you shouldn't suspect. Shouldn't expect him to, to succeed in. Like mm-hmm. why would you put Eli Drake in an NXT ladder match? Given what NXT ladder matches have been over the last half decade, what are you expecting? This is what reminds me of putting Bo Dallas in a ladder match. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at least, that, but at least that was still when it was still like, oh yeah, like this is mostly de- developmental. This isn't before like you know Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn, the kings of ladder matches, or in the fucking ladder matches or whatever else, or um, you know some of the stuff we've seen from Ricochet and um, Adam Cole trying to kill themselves to have an awesome match. Like the, the stakes is different. Like you can compare this match to um, a mat- a ladder match, which I thought like given the, the level of two wrestlers was kind of disappointing. That ladder match between for the North for the uh, cruiserweight title at, between um, Devlin and Santos uh, a couple months ago. Uh huh. That match smokes it. I thought that that match was disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what? Why? You didn't need to do this just because it's a title. I like, get it, but like, you could just put the fucker in a case and say whoever wins gets just gets unopened the case and win. Like, and you, they, they would have. They had a they had a, a ladder match stipulation to a match that I think if it was a singles match it would be the same level of match. Which means who's getting worked? You sent two dudes out there to take these crazy fucking bumps when they could have had regular bumps added to their, their bump card at the same level of match. You, you know, know what I mean? Who's who are the marks? Like I was gonna say, you know, like like Ice Cube used to ask who's the Mac? Who's the mark? <laughs> Like seriously, like what 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 did this do for Eli Drake or I'm sorry, I keep calling him Drake for LA Knight or Grimes take doing this crazy Grimes, ass match? 
Grimes, who is like peeking his head into like almost being over, right? What? Like, who who has a chance possibly to like maybe you can elevate him, but you know it's a ladder match. He didn't get pinned or anything, so. I don't know, man. But am, to I me, the, the the cool gimmick would have been him with the million dollar title now turning the tables on the million dollar man because I thought wasn't the million dollar man just getting the best of him constantly or right. whatever, like over right. these vignettes and everything. Right. Like and the, and the this whole is thing, fucking. This is a layup, James. And this, and this is the thing, right? Before LA Knight came out two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever it was, he finally had to sit down with DiBiase, and DiBiase was saying. Hey kid, I actually like you. I'm just showing you that the shit, like this ball of life is cutthroat and I can possibly show you the ropes. And then once he was like, I could possibly, you could possibly become my, um, my kohai to my senpai. Then LA Knight comes out and says, nah, I want that too. And then like, I was like, Oh, there's another person that's on some rich shit that kind of wants to be like me. Huh? How about we have you guys fight to the death and ladder match over it? That's what happened. So, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Like, so for me, like, it, LA Knight with DiBiase, promo-wise, fine. LA Knight with Cameron, or sorry, um, Grimes with DiBiase, promo-wise, fine. And maybe they'll, they'll get to that eventually over time anyway in a rematch down the line where he actually, he, he doesn't turn on him, he actually genuinely liked them or whatever else. And he actually is, quote-unquote, really rich like DiBiase is, so they'll actually have a real bond. He becomes his manager slash valet over time on the Babyface side. Great. And I understand that, like, if if, if Babyface wins right there, that's that's the only exit you have. You don't have more room to this. Um, I don't have an issue with LA Knight being that guy. Just don't put the match in a ladder match. Just don't do it. It didn't serve anybody any good. You could have done the same as that thing, been just as effective, and not like almost kill LA Knight or break fuck up his elbow or whatever else, like whatever they did on the spine of the uh, ladder um, during the match. There was no need for that. In the match, well, you know better for for ladder match. So, um, the opener this now, right? ladder match was square in the middle uh, of the women's title match we just reviewed, and this next match here, my God. Zaya Lee oh, versus Mercedes shit. Martinez. Yeah, yeah. ATV match. Not a good one. Like, featuring the long, staring crowd, wondering, like, why is this in what's my, going why on. This? Why is this in front of us? I thought this was takeover. Yes. Um, the droning silence where it feels like everybody wants to be polite. Like, <laughs> um, the no one got over here no. at all. Zia Lee beats Mercedes. Mercedes beats the shit out of Zia Lee and, the, and, and her manager. And then she comes out here and goes face-to-face with the 10,000-year-old dragon lady. The, tri- the dragon lady displays no type of charisma at all. No movement. She's moving worse than Sting in Survivor Series 2014 when he was circling <laughs> or whatever. Like, she came out here and put Mercedes in a tongue-and-death grip. And immediately I was like, she thinks she's Ming. And she throws Mercedes, and Mercedes goes flying. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" I thought this was pure shit. So, so do me a favor. Do you know <laughs> I watch NXT? I've watched every episode of NXT since the summer of 2018, right? Since August 2018, I've watched every episode since, right? Clearly, either 
Tian Sha or Mei Ying is the name for the faction, and the other is the name for the actual dragon lady. Which is which? Do you know? I have no idea, James. I was Not just going to ask. I'm like, this is the first time I've ever heard of the Mei Ying name. Like, who is that? Like, is this is that another person that's yet to debut? Is the, this like a part of the lore? And I'm like, not trying to no no. I understand you can get jokes off or whatever else, and I, I am too. But I'm not trying to be obtuse about this. I do not know which is which. Obviously, one is a faction name, and the other is the dragon lady's name. I don't know which is which. I watch this show every single week. I've seen her every appearance she's made, and this faction is made on TV. I do not know this. I should be able to know this. I pay attention to this stuff. I just saw this and I was just mystified at this. And I was like, what happened to the no BS? Like, where where is it, Mr. Game? You know, is this match a display? Like, or or is your call, your cat call to the rest of the uh, women in the world that, that, hey, come wrestle here? You can have this. You can get thrown by a 10,000 year old dragon lady. Oh my god, this is horrible. Like this this is substandard conditions. Like like T I was talking about So I I had a thought about uh I guess I guess it's now the time to talk about it before we uh, finish because we're going to finish and um with like good talks about that uh the opener, but um during the press or the the uh, media availability going that Triple H always does before every takeover, like it's normally the Wednesdays before the takeover. Um, Triple H let out, was was I don't know was on one was trolling I don't know I haven't listened to it I stopped listening to these um, once NXT uh, hit the ice hit the, after, basically after uh, Portland that's when it, I was like eh, I ain't no reason to be listening to these because they they have actually no I would say. Once the the one got blown up where they for WrestleMania were because of the pandemic and then like there was no one that time I basically like left off and by that point in time yeah one final heartbeat I was like oh y'all lost lost the plot of what the show is so I don't need to watch I don't need to like hear this right now um but Triple H had these quotes to come off and he said something along the lines of or Rich can you pull these up uh and if correct me whatever uh whatever I'm yeah. if I I don't want to um I don't want to uh, miss um, Merch. I, I don't want to like uh, say something that's not exactly what he said um, or mischaracterize his quotes. That's, that's what I was going for, mischaracterized. So he more or less said something on the lines of um, the best women in the world want to work in WWE. Um, or no, we have the best wrestling, the best women's wrestling in the world, and the best women's wrestlers want to. If they aren't, they want to be in WWE. All right, that's the quote. So start from the top. Give the whole entire quote uh, since you have it. Okay. So, all right. So I found the quote here. Um, So it really came on the heels of uh, Mickey James. It was a question spinoff. Mickey James is starting a, um, like she pitched an all women's brand to WWE, but obviously was told that's not going to happen. The NWA made that happen and they're going to be hosting an all women's pay-per-view in August. Um, they asked Triple H if something, you know, has been discussed like that in WWE or would they allow WWE or NXT people uh, to appear on that show? Triple H goes, haven't we already done them? It's a funny thing to me. Equality is equality. Equality is not, I want my own show. Equality is not, we have to make our own program. If 
I told you I was making an all men's program and didn't want women on it, it would be criticized. <laughs> More true than he thinks. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I think it's funny when people go, I want the best in the world, regardless of contractual status. From a business standpoint, why do we have contractual status? It doesn't make any sense. If you want to wrestle the best women in the world, come to WWE. That's where they are. If you want to go elsewhere and say that they are there, that's an opinion, and you can. I'm all for it, and one of the biggest drivers of it. Will we do another all-women's event down the line? Possibly, but it's not a must-have at the moment. I do think we do an amazing job of displaying our female athletes. Is it perfect? No. Will it always be in flux? Yes, but we do a pretty good job. In my opinion, the best female wrestlers are in, in the world are in WWE, and if they are not, they want to be. Now, you just explained, we just did the whole Mae Ying thing with Zaya and Mercedes and um, whatever Karen Q's name is and how much of a mess it is. Rich, do you think Tam Nakano is going for that kind of storytelling? (laughs) (laughs) Tam, no, 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 no. I'm getting this off right now, goddammit. Tam Nakano mentored uh, Kamatani in her own idol wrestling group brought her into stardom had her brought, brought her into stars at the time did a storyline where Utami takes her from Tam makes, and it helps build her up by putting her in all them tag teams uh, in faction match with Queen's Quest the best faction of wrestlers in the company to then come back to build over was that uh, from February 2020 up to now? That Cinderella uh, win where they're gonna have the ma- uh, a match at um, on pay per view um, on J- or July 4th. They built that over 18 months. T- that is Tam's like third best storyline that I've seen her in, or fourth actually, fourth. So you mean to tell me that Tam Nakano will want to go to fucking WWE? Take a no, I'm sorry, take a pay cut and then move to the other fucking hemisphere to go for WWE? Are you out of your fucking mind? Man, Triple H said all this knowing this was about to be on his card two days later. Like, yeah. you talk about, like, just completely um, all the frustration that he's dealing with for possibly being, you know, the power dynamics in the company not being what they once were, where he's not the, um, you know, not the golden boy anymore. He's not the, uh, you know, pretty much the, the, the automatic successor. When Nick Khan's running around, pulling in billions of dollars left and right and bringing his own team in there. And Triple A's looking around like, man, these these surroundings are looking a little different. And NXT not hitting the way it's been. And he knows this because, like, like, (laughs) it's this show was, it was foreshadowing. Like, there you didn't have to be a genius to be able to look at this show and be like, huh, I don't think that's going to go the right way. So, and this isn't some like surprise. So like triple A said this stuff and it was, um, it came back to bite him rather quickly. Britt Baker jumped on it. Thunder Rosa jumped on it. Um, Thunder like, Rosa was going to be a ref apparently for NXT. It, they offered her yes to be a ref, like Britt Baker, what? who they only Britt Baker, who they only brought in ever to be a, uh, a, a enhancement talent for for like years. 
Yeah, like obviously you, we don't you, know that Britt Baker is going to get this much better in the ring, but still, they could have known like, that she was like charismatic. Yeah, like I, I don't think those two women have any interest uh, wrestling in WWE at this point. So, um, yeah, man, um, yeah, that Dragon Lady shit was a get the fuck out of here moment. Uh, poor Mercedes Martinez, dude. Uh, um, Poor Zaya. Poor everybody. Like, this shit stinks. Look, look, the crowd was cheering for Zaya Lee during the match because everyone was so happy. Basically, she's 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 come up in front of her eyes, right? right. And then... On the Largo Loop you, the Coconut Loop or whatever you want to call it but, in Florida. But yeah. you, like, turn her heel and she's doing this stereotypical gimmick and it's just like, man, this shit is whack, dog. Like, I don't... can't <laughs> still say spicy from her last gimmick. Yeah, like, like... We're... Where does I get the extensions? Like they 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 hooked them up, you know. Apparently, you know. I'm not uh, even I believe, getting into the hair. I'm not. I'm not know, even. Uh, whatever. Did she holla at? Yeah, I think it was Jeremy said maybe Lance Archer gave her the connect. You know. I, I thought you were about to say Hannah. Oh, okay. All right. Or, or Rena Yamashita. Okay. Nah, nah, Fine. Uh, nah, man. Thank yeah, you for leaving is, that alone. This yeah, man. It, it, okay, so this started the descent of the show. This was like this is, those three matches in the middle were just like, yeah, what the fuck? Like everything that, that I said was wrong with Cross happened in the main event, and I forgot um, the the in the main event there was a big um, picture of like the their names in the background as they were wrestling. Cross is, is in the middle, like twenty times bigger than anyone else's. I was like, that's a perfect fucking metaphor for. Because this shit is about carrying fucking cross the whole time. These other dudes are geeks, losers, lames that, that are just in the ring surrounding this man. Like, carrying cross surrounded by idiots. Who knew? <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's just like you go out here and say that you yeah, have the best woman's wrestling or the best woman's division. Or whatever else, and like in America, I'm sure you you can't say that based off the talent. But then, like, once you put that out on takeover, knowing what you about to put out on takeover, maybe you and you know you're going into it. Maybe don't say that kind of stupid shit. <laughs> just thought, just thought, like, whatever, whatever. Um, the opener, um, a trios match, winner take all, North American, uh, in. NXT tag team title match. You had the baby faces and champions, Bronson Reed and MSK versus Legato Dove Phantasma. Um, this is a fun ass match. Um, I really like MSK. I really like Legato. Um, as far as the tag team and Legato, um, they're a really good tag team and them and MSK have obviously great chemistry. This is like the third, it's like the third or fourth time they've had, they've had like this level of match or better. Um, I don't know if and when you have to eventually pull the trigger on Legato or if you got to tell them to go hit the bricks and go wrestle um, Thatcher and Ciampa and come back in like six months or whatever else. But um, that found that solid foundation is getting this NX, this tag team division off the ground after it was just in the mud for like all the two, for basically from the time they pulled up like uh, the summer 2019. Um, but yeah, um, really good match. I think that they use Santos as a, as a shit stirrer very well. I, um, I think that he, that, um, Bronson replays off him very well. 
Um, I don't know how long of a shelf life Bronson Reed has as a champion. Um, like he seems like somebody that's going to get got quickly. Um, probably yep. by uh, Hit Row, um, and, and Swerve. But um, I I do like the fact that he's a champion. Um, because he is over with the crowd. He is different from the established uh champions we've had in uh in that division at times. And like he hasn't it hasn't been like he shit to bed at any point. Like all his matches have been good. Have they been like Gargano, Adam Cole, Ricochet level good? No, but then or Roddy Strong level good? No, but it's still good enough. Um and it's still it's still the second best match on the fucking card. <laughs> Like you, <laughs> pro, proof is we look. Bronson Reed is the last of our problems. So, um, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't have any problem with Bronson Reed. I thought this was actually pretty good. Lots of creative stuff in here from uh, DJ Z or uh, what's his name now? Um, oh, uh, Joaquin jo- Wild. Jo- jo- uh, sorry, uh, Joaquin Wild or Joaquin okay. Wild. Sorry, he, Joaquin Wild. He, he did a lot of creative stuff that, that I liked. Um, uh, I thought Nash looked better than I've seen. Uh, I think I think the thing with Nash is like you're comparing him to who he's tagging with, and then you and then like you're grading on that curve as opposed to like and just a normal standard of like what the DV, of what a normal tag team partner is. He's good, like compared to Wesley, he's not good, but like in a vacuum, he is good. But yeah, like I think I think I'm glad that you're seeing that like. Of, of initial reactions, like he is better than what he looks like. Like if you watch it one time, yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, Bronson, I thought was you know he he anchored the match in, in a lot of ways, and uh, he has great athleticism for his size, and um, he's he's something that they need. Like they need like some babyface hope somewhere, um, <laughs> because like Hit Rose coming down the pike and. Uh, Legato's not going anywhere. It looks like, and Karen Cross, like he's just gonna like run this shit until he decides otherwise. So have fun with that, y'all. Um, so between AEW having all hill champions and uh, NXT, what having all but out of their six champ or six champions now, I think only two of them are baby faces. What is it with what is it what is it with the with these companies wanting to have heel champions all the goddamn time? Well, I think it's different when you have a heel champion that's like really beloved. These aren't the um, same. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying yeah. these are the same. I'm just saying like a like what? you know what like one of the issues with uh, NXT um in two thousand when they once they went to TV was like Roddy becomes the NXT champion like all undisputed champions plus Shayna. And then you look at NAEW and it's like, oh, they have all those champions. Like, I don't know why a booker would ever do that. Regardless of how good you get into it or out of it, regardless, why would you ever have every single champion be heels? I don't, I don't get it. It's weird yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, but it, back to back I, I to. Think the only, I think the only way it works is like when the heels are like, damn, they're so over that they're beloved. Like. Britt Baker and Karen Cross are not the same. Like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like Kitty and Karen Cross, obviously not the same. Uh, the young, who are the tag team champions in in um, NXT? That's they're baby faces. Uh, they're not they're, they're actual baby faces. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, if fucking, I think even if Legato like were baby faces or heels as champions, you wouldn't necessarily have that 
uh, that black cloud of them being just heels. Like people like them. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like maybe it's like, hey, we're gonna go back on the road soon and try to get these, you know, people chased. So that's the only thing I can think of. But that, that makes sense for AEW. Um, it don't make sense for like NXT when they were doing this shit a year yeah, ago or yeah, two years ago. It's yeah. like, why? Like you have one, like you, like you're going to be in the same place every single week, and then you do five shows a year somewhere else. Like there's no reason to do that other than just to like annoy people. Um, but yeah, uh, I just uh, this was a for a takeover. This was a this was a five match card. I think that four. I think four of the matches. I think two of the matches, one match was great, one match was really good, and then the rest was somewhere between like three flat and like three and two and a half. So, uh, like just, I, I feel like if um if they have they have the like they have the takeover identity to live up to that may cripple them in you know certain situations because they feel like they have to have this five match card no matter what those five matches are. Like I think they need to consider like breaking from the format. Like, you know, if you don't have that that deep five match card, like give us a, like shorten up the matches, throw like an eight match card together that are, that are shorter matches and try something different. Like if you know you ain't got it. But like, but Rich, they do have it. They just didn't they just didn't deploy it. Like there's no need that there's no need to have hit roll off this show. Finn Balor off this show. Uh, Roddy off the show to carry off this this fake uh, retirement thing that he's doing for a storyline. Not have Tommaso and, and Thatcher on here. Um, not have Io Shirai, Tony Storm, uh, uh, Saray. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a third of your best wrestlers were not, or most of the wrestlers were not on the card, and then this is what you put out. Maybe never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> like this wasn't some situation where it's like well they ain't got it yes they got it they just didn't deploy it for some weird fucking reason like the only thing I can think of is they're saving it for uh, SummerSlam or for SummerSlam because you know they're not doing um, SummerSlam in Vegas or there's SummerSlam takeover in Vegas they're doing it in Orlando So, but it's like I don't know if they're doing an arena I'm not even sure I have no idea what they're doing Um, SummerSlam, they are going to be in Orlando still. So they're going to do full sell or PC again. Yep. So then there's no, so, so like there's not even like they're saving it to draw a crowd. Like there's no point of what they did. There's just they were just they're just experimenting. It's like, hey man, experiment on TV. Don't experiment on like your one of your five biggest shows of the year. And then like another part is like annoying is they advertise Great American Bash, which is like. Great American Bash more more chance and more times than not is gonna what kick this pay per view's ass? Was like if it's pay per view, why the fuck? Why why are your TV betting pay per views? Why? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're 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 probably gonna load that up too, and that's like what like three weeks from now. So they'll load that show up. Yeah, watch, watch, I'm, and that's gonna be frustrating. He's like. You're, you're, so you're, let me get this right. You you you, you had two months to build towards a towards a, towards a show that you cared about. This is what you put out. You got three weeks to build towards something, and in three weeks you came up with something better than you had in two months. What? What? <sighs> New shit. Yeah, incredibly. Uh, and these la- like I'm telling you, bro. First six months of this of, the, of this year, a good show. The last three weeks or four weeks, whatever it was, I don't know what the fuck happened. 
I say through the last three weeks. I don't know what happened. Just, just, shit just got goofy. Um. Anyway, uh, any, any anything else we need to hit before we uh, get out of here? Am I forgetting something? Uh, nah, that's really it. Uh, AEW had a much better show this week um, than they did the week before. Nothing really like newsworthy, I'd say. I did like the Evil Uno and Miro match a lot. Uh, and I think the day someone from the Dark Order wins back the TNT title is going to be a big, big thing. Because, like, uh, I, I honestly think that should be, like, the group's mission at this point. Eventually, we need to win back the TNT title for Brody. You know, and that gives them, like, every TNT champion is going to have to fight off the Dark Order, essentially. <laughs> like, Miro has fought, like, a couple people Darby has like fought them, you know, and I think that's just like a, a cool little thing that if they don't talk about it, they, but they always are consistently challenged. I think will be like pretty cool. Hmm. Okay. Um, what is going on with, uh, the young bucks? Um, and, uh, I guess, uh, Kenny, anything happened in the last two weeks? I know there was um, a match. Kenny and Jungle Boys. When is that? Yeah, Kenny and Jungle Boy is going to be on the 26th on a Saturday night. It's going to be 8 o'clock on Saturday. Um, so how nice of them to, to get a better time slot somewhat. Um, they did a a promo in the ring with Kenny and uh, Jungle Boy. Kenny called himself the, the be- a promo god, the best promo in wrestling. Clearly hilarious. But um, he somebody pointed this out on Twitter that I think it's like if you're looking for an extra layer of storytelling, right? Um, the way he insulted Orange Cassidy by calling him a comedy wrestler. Um, he's now in here insulting Jungle Boy, basically saying you can't cut a promo or whatever. Like these are all criticisms that Kenny Omega is like faced, and he's like doing doing this stuff to these baby faces that you know people have done to him. So like in his descent, um, these people are taking note of these things. So um, I did not catch his match with Moose yet. I heard it was riddled with interference at the end. Um, but, yeah. So uh, as far as the Bucks, they were in a six-man with um, Cutler, Kingston. Right? Yeah, Cutler. They had a team with Cutler uh, against Kingston, Pack, and Penta. And basically this whole thing was like, Cutler, you better not fuck this up. And then at the end, Cutler fucked it up. So, uh, <laughs> so like for him losing he ended up having to do 500 squats on bte like a young boy punishment so was it um, okay so was it that, actually 500 that, squats or was it like when they started doing the counting during the stadium stampede for matt uh jackson doing all of the uh northern light suplexes from the 50 yard line to or yeah, from the, they, from the they, goal line to goal line so check this out. Like he started, I think they cut away and they came back and he was like soaking, like pouring sweat <laughs> or whatever. So it was like he had done like five hundred or whatever, but you didn't see him. Or okay, that's funny. <laughs> so, but yeah. Besides that, like um, there it was a good main event, uh, good heavyweight action. Ten and Hangman took on uh. Ten and Hangman took on Hobbs and Cage. Ricky Starks actually smacked Brian Cage this week, and Brian Cage walked to the back um, to fend him off. Um, and you know, Hobbs was left two on one, fought him off as much as he could, and eventually, you know, he got caught 
by a couple finishing moves, and that was it for him. But uh, the destruction of Team Taz is underway. Okay. Uh, didn't Christian Cage have a match? Yes. He had a match with Angelico, and it was just like, you know, it's not nothing blow away number. You're like, oh, that was really nice. That was really good. Like, <laughs> and then, okay. you know, Matt Hardy dropped him again after, after the match. <laughs> oh, so, God. You know. <laughs> Matt Hardy and Christian like the few that I don't know if anybody necessarily wants it but it keeps being like huh like just funny shit happens so okay alright I'm gonna get I'm gonna catch up on um, Dynamite this week um so um no stardom until the weekend I'm gonna catch up on I'm gonna catch up on uh, Dynamite I got two shows to watch it's a lot easier than having to catch up on I think it was three or four for NXT over the uh, last weekend so um I'll catch up yeah, man. Um, but yeah, besides that, that might be it. Okay. Um, so that's in the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to uh, go. Oh, we we need to we, we need to mobilize uh, the One Nation Radio listenership because I ain't trying to go outside like like this like in this voting, you know. Oh. Um. So we need to go ahead and call on uh the nation knights you know the, the nation, <laughs> nation the nation mania the nation wasn't good enough had to be the nation knights you know the nation knights okay you know. <laughs> is this you like know. the Canaanites? We, we, yeah we, okay. we know y'all rock with us we know y'all been here we need y'all to go ahead and click this link the social suplex slash vote and check out the cards uh that were drafted by everybody in the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I think the votes are going to close this weekend coming up. So uh, your boys, One Nation Radio, uh, counting on y'all to go ahead and make this thing a photo finish and push your boys over the top. All right, there you have it. Um, also, be sure to go to our Red Circle and drop us off with a donation. Um, Another thing, uh, go to WWE, 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 for us and give us money. Yeah. yeah. Make, make it like politics, you know? <laughs> yeah. Also another part, get the merch, uh, pro wrestling tees.com yeah. slash suplex and pick up some official social suplex podcast network merchandise. Olds on top. Olds on top is becoming a thing. Like Chris Paul is 36. He scored 37 last night on 70 some percent uh, shooting. Olds are achieving in in the world on a constant basis. This is one of the best best ideas we ever came up with from Olds on top for merch. <laughs> um, like so, yeah. Um, be sh- uh, check that out. Also be uh, also check out the other shows on the network. Uh, like this one, One H Radio. You have Keeping It Strong Style. Grumman watches shit. The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast, who's actually on hiatus, so um, we'll see how that goes, but hopefully they'll come back, and hopefully you guys listen. Um, the Grave Consequences Podcast, uh, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, and The Great Match Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards.
Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.